Welcome to Roll Crafter. My name is David. Uh, with me is our guest, Tony Lee Maitland. She's a developer for web developer for university. And we're going to get to know more about her background and how she got to where she is. Thank you for joining me, Tony. Yes, no problem. Thank you for reaching out to me. All right. Appreciate it. Uh, so tell us, tell the audience what you do for a living and some of the roles and responsibilities that you do on your day to day. Yes, so I'm a web developer and for the University of Florida. Um, and what I do is I create websites for certain departments or certain initiatives that the university has. Uh, so now I'm specifically working with um, one marketing department within the university. And I basically have created designs and also would team up with one of my teammates because we have a web services team and then we will work on building the site together. Sometimes I, I, you know, will start it off initially and if I need help, I can just reach out to someone. But I'm basically doing both web design and web development in one role. Okay, so I can, can basically, when, it, when I'm saying web development, you're doing both front end and a little bit of back end, right? Yes. All right, yeah. all right. And uh, how did you figure out that this is a career you wanted? Like, is this something you wanted to do with a child or is some, this is something that came early, like later on in life? This is something that I was interested in as a child, but I didn't know about the term web development. Um, I knew I loved the internet. I was on the internet from when I was like eight. I was always on the internet playing games on websites. And there are times where I would do some little code, but I didn't really know where to go to find out what, how to do more. So I kind of just did little things here and there, and then that was it on forums or MySpace, whatever. Hey, there you go. You did stuff in exactly. MySpace, changed the background, put some HTML exactly. around. Yeah, I got you. A lot of people got to start that way. That's funny. Right. Uh, um, did you, who do you credit as your inspiration to pursue your current position? Or did you have some sort of mentor or something? So what happened for me, I don't know if I had a mentor, but I did this program called um, City Year, where I was like a basically like a academic interventionist. And there is some there is someone on my team who was also interested in web design. And he also wanted to transition because he did a major in like another field too, like I did. And then he told me about Code Academy, And I would go on it. And I would do like I got through the HTML CSS. When I got to JavaScript, I was like, I don't understand this. And I just closed the browser and I'm like, maybe this is not for me, but it kept gnawing at me. And I saw the transition that he made and, you know, I asked him a lot of questions and he actually was the one who um, was working at a boot camp that I went to. And he told me about that boot camp. And then that's- I mean, those coding boot camps, right? Yeah, coding boot yeah. camps. So, and how I feel about coding boot camps are mixed or is mixed, but you know, I do feel like it did help me to at least get exposed to the technology. And then there I have my, one of my um, instructors who kind of became a mentor because he was the one that, in, you know, encouraged me to like put your stuff on LinkedIn, do projects, create a blog, you know, make sure you have your portfolio up. So I kind of had like a, a few mentors and, you know, other people who it would take a long time to name, but I had a few people who were kind of like encouraging me and that did help. Yeah, I kind of wish they kind of said that to you where basically 
those coding boot camps are fine. There's nothing wrong with going to a coding boot camp. It's just that you won't always just fall into a job right out of one. You do have to put the work into it. You got to put as much as you can into it to get a lot out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't personally do a boot camp, but I know a lot of successful developers who've also done boot camps, and it's turned out great because they put up a lot of effort into it, like you have, right? Like you yeah. just did put a bunch of work into it. It worked out afterwards because they had a body of work to show. Right. Uh, exactly. How are what's what's actually? I'm going to move on to more about your current job specifics. So, how are you able to obtain your current position right now, like your current position at the university? How am I able to maintain it, you said? No, how, how are you able to obtain your current position? Oh, okay. So I actually was still teaching earlier this year. And so you were a teacher. Um, you moved, yes, you moved back to teaching. All right. Yes. So I went back to teaching after Advantage. And so then. Well, we are going to go over that, but that's okay. fine. It's okay. Okay. So I, um, I went back and I decided, you know, I'll, I'll stay in this job, but I still felt the need to continue my skills. So I was still working on like stuff on the side and there was, you know, some projects that I was working on just freelance stuff. Um, and so what ended up happening was that I saw a listing, I was applying to so many jobs, we're getting, getting rejected by everybody. And I got in a lot of interviews, but then it didn't go anywhere. So I saw the University of Florida. I attended the University of Florida, um, but I was there for a completely different reason. I studied history. Um, I was doing historian stuff, writing, you know, published some stuff that was pretty much like academic stuff. Um, So I didn't know anybody in IT over there, but I saw it and I'm like, okay, I've been applying to UF. I've wanted a job at UF, but nobody ever called me back. So I'm like, what's one more time, you know, let me go ahead and apply. And so I looked at the listing, I saw that it lined up with a lot of stuff that I was doing. So I made sure it matched up with what I, the skills I had and also put an emphasis on customer service too, like speaking with people. And that's what I do all day as a teacher. I'm always speaking to children, I'm speaking to teachers, I'm speaking to parents, I'm speaking to administration. So it really emphasized being able to do, you know, to speak with people and speak to them respectfully and know how to speak to different types of people and explain things to them. And teachers explain things all the time to people who, you know, may have a different understanding. So you have to speak to them in a different way and things like that. So it was, there was an emphasis on that as, as well as technical skills. And I'm like, oh, this is a role where I can combine both. So I applied, I reached out to a professor who was still there and like a former boss when I worked at like the oral history program there. And I was just like, I need a recommendation, you know? And they're like, sure, because when you apply, they ask for recommendations. So um, I applied, I got my recommendations. Then they gave me a coding project to do where I had to build a WordPress plugin. I'm like, I've done this. So I just, I did that, sent it over, and then I got an offer. That's fantastic. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. And also it's because of, I'm sure it's awesome because you're at university, they see your education background. They're like, oh, she's a teacher and she has a technical background. That's probably going to work out beautifully. And it appears to be, that appears to be the case. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Uh, what are some of the, this is for people that are trying to get in. It's probably important to tell them what are the, hidden aspects, like some hidden negative aspects of working in the career that people might not be aware of? Okay, so 
not in my current role, but in other tech places that I've applied for or worked for, um, is there's this need to kind of prove, everyone wants to prove themselves, like that they know everything, certain people in charge, and then they may not consider what, you know, other developers have to say or contribute, uh, whatever their perception is of that developer. The developer is probably just as experienced as them, but because they're in a different role or position, they feel like they have to assert that they know more. And that person could be bringing other newer technologies that is useful, but they're so set and stuck in their ways that they're like, no, I know everything and this is the only way. And you just started coding how many times I've been coding for 50 years. So I know everything. And it's just like, well, this could be useful, you know, maybe just look at it and, and try it. So I, I've noticed that there's like a lot of, I guess, grandstanding or trying to say, oh, I, I there's no other way, even though tech is constantly evolving. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I go through that sort of thing where I work with people that, uh, you know, it happens where they're just like, listen, man, I've been doing this you know, a lot longer than you and, and it's okay. But, you know, <laughs> I, I have something to contribute as well. And I, exactly. I can add to the table You know, I can add something to okay. solving the problem. I agree with you. Mm -hmm. uh, what can you think right off the bat that would disqualify someone from entering the field? So I know for me, I wasn't, um, you have to be willing to say that you don't know something. You have to be honest. Um, sometimes you try to play up like, oh, well, yeah, I know how to do X, Y, Z, but you have to be honest and say, I may have heard of that, but I don't know how exactly to use that technology. I am willing to learn and you can give an example of like a technology that you didn't know but you were able to learn or something so being honest is something that i think is very crucial and also um making sure that you're not arrogant people really don't like that um because i noticed there's a problem that people are talking about in tech where they work with someone and they they may know a lot but it's like when it comes to something that they are not honest about, they feel like they have to prove, oh, I know everything. And then they end up like ruining code or making code that no one can read because they didn't ask for help. They just want to prove that they are a know-it-all. And then, you know, that if you're not teachable and if you can't work with other people on a team, that can cause problems in the long run. So you have to be able to be honest and also, you know, not downplay yourself, but just be willing to hear from others and to learn as well, especially if you're new on the team. Beautifully said. I, I go through that kind of thing all the time uh, where mm -hmm. somebody, you know, it's funny. There's people that are, have made it quite far, but they still have those negative personality aspects where basically they won't listen. They actually won't listen to other people. They're kind of like a mm -hmm. sole developer. And it's weird because you're on like a team of eight people and you're like, listen, man, we're trying to solve a problem. Exactly. And they sometimes, and they'll just like be difficult about it. I've dealt with that sort of thing before. Yeah. Uh, so how did you get, so I'm going to move on to concrete skills and how to develop mm -hmm. those concrete skills from your point yes. of view, right? Yes. Uh, how did you go about gaining the necessary skills before landing your first position? Yes. So before I landed my first position, I did do the boot camp. Um, I had a year where I was not able to teach because the Department of Education did not grant me my certificate. 
and because you're keep in mind like we're gonna cut this in the clip so you're saying like uh you're, you were a teacher before right so yes. they didn't grant you your certificate yeah because i didn't turn in some document in time and then when i finally did it took a long time to process or if it wasn't the correct information that i put on there i had to do it again i kept having to go back and fill out the same paperwork again and again so it took a year and i was like okay what am i going to do i i'm not able to teach right now so i did the boot camp and um i did some substitute teaching on the side um when i was still doing the boot camp i got this job because i was just so frustrated with not working a full-time job that i'm like let me just apply to something whatever i get i get that is a problem i feel because then you end up getting any type of position it couldn't it could be a position that's very toxic you may gain a lot of experience from it but it could be something where it's kind of like scarring and then because you're putting all this time into a role where you're not getting respected and you're not really able to grow because you want to go to a role where you can grow so um i applied to that i got it i worked there um and it was just like i I was learning a lot of skills, but I felt like I wasn't allowed to do anything else, but CSS and HTML, I wanted to do JavaScript and I would do little JavaScript stuff here and there, but I wanted to work with the API because I have experience with that and I just was not allowed to. And it took me forever to be able to even do a website by myself, like build a website from scratch. It took like four or five months for them to allow me to do that. And then the API, I never got to touch that. I never got to look at it even though I understood some of, or most of what was going on, I just wasn't allowed to do it. And I'm just like, what is the point of this if I'm not gonna be able to grow? And, you know, I was just like, I, I have a feeling when I have to go back to teaching. So yeah, I made arrangements just in case. So that's actually one of the mistakes you, I guess you made is that like you gained some skills, did the coding bootcamp and then try to apply to a bunch of jobs. And you unfortunately worked for an organization where you weren't treated the best. And right. that was probably one of the mis that was one of the mistakes you made, right? Yes. I feel like when this is why I've, you know, I have a little blog too. I don't I have probably like two people who read it, but I've I talk specifically about making sure you have a job. I know it's hard because like you're trying to learn this code and then you know working at the same time when people have families and stuff. I get that it's very difficult. But even if it's just like 30 minutes just in wh however long it takes is however long it takes because it took me like five years to get to this point where I was able to transition to the tech field and even before that I was trying to I was looking at tech stuff so it took a long time so I always emphasize like have something where you're able to eat so that you're not worried so that you don't you know get desperate and just choose anything it's better that you it takes a long time and you build up your skills and then you make a smooth transition to a job where people know what you're worth and pay you what you're worth and you're not in a toxic environment where you can be fired at will and then now it's like you're in another desperate situation you're frantically looking for a job i just i i didn't like that 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 happened to me and i wouldn't want anyone else to have that experience either to be honest i've been there too i've also been fired uh, from a position i wanted and I just jumped into it and I shouldn't have done that. I really should have listened to the people around me who were warning me and, and that kind of thing just happens. It's, yes, it does. I, you know, I don't, I don't wish it on my worst enemy. You know what I mean? No, no. Uh, so, 
you so you basically went to boot camp and then you got the you you pretty much picked up the skills in a few months and then you applied to your first job and that's how you got it right yes yes okay let's talk more about your experience and the outlook of your industry right so mm -hmm. did you face any criticism or discouragement from others when you're trying to get into this if you did how did you overcome it this is yeah this is a good question because i was i allowed myself to be discouraged all throughout um i remember even when i was in high school i discouraged myself because i had interest in technology for a long time but i was just like oh it's just not for me i'm a creative person i like to write and and whatever and i didn't realize that i could do both i could be a creative person and write and also do technology and I noticed that in web development, I can do both. I can be creative and then also be technical. So um, I remember when I was in college, I wanted to do, I wanted to do a computer science um, double major with my history degree. Cause I'm like, I, I feel like I'm missing out like on this, um, this interest that I have. And I feel like I can make use of it. And the counselor was just like, oh, you're almost done with your history degree. Uh, why would you want to go do computer science? Just finish your history degree, you know, don't worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, maybe they're right. You know, maybe this just isn't for me. So I just kind of ignored it, but it kept gnawing at me. And I remember I was talking when I was working on my tech stuff and I was looking for work and it was a hard time looking. And then I was talking to someone and he was just like, well, and he was just being real with me. Um, he was just like, well, you know, for black women, especially black people, but black women, especially, you know, not a lot of black women are in tech and it's very hard. And then I did research and it was just like, you know, all these stories about, oh, black women, you know, leave tech within five years or, or less. And, you know, the, the environment's toxic. And, and it was just like, you know, is this even worth it? Am I ever going to find a job? It's just, the reality and I can't change it. But what I did was I thought about what I saw myself doing and I could not see myself doing anything else because I tried law. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer. And every time I thought about that, no offense to lawyers, but I felt anxiety in my chest. You know, I was just like, I nearly had a panic attack after I took the LSAT. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And when I, when I realized that like I couldn't see myself doing anything else and I knew that I would regret it if I didn't pursue tech and we see what it was like, I was like, you know what, let me just do it little by little and see how it goes. And I just kept doing it and I felt like there like hours would pass and it would be like 4 a.m. and I'm still coding something because I had a problem. And I'm like, what other thing have I done where I did this and I felt okay doing it? And I couldn't think of anything else. So I was like, okay, this is the thing. And I just, anytime I heard negative things or I know people are being realistic with me and I appreciate that, but I saw other people. There's one woman in South Florida who started this um, organization called Code Fever, Code Fever. Her name is Felicia Hatcher. And she was always saying encouraging things. And she also works in tech and has her own business and stuff. And I'm just like, maybe I, maybe this is good. And I actually interviewed her and her husband and they're both in the tech field. And I was just like, okay, so this is possible. Um, and I just kept looking to people like that to kind of 
keep me motivated because people don't realize how important that is to see someone else, you know, doing what you want to do and like listening and seeing you may have your own path, but just saying, hey, okay, I can do this at some point. So yeah, that's how I got through that. Well, that's awesome. That's incredible to hear. And also, I also want to disagree with all the people I've told you you can't do it because to be honest with you, they're not in the field, right? Unfortunately, like you, I understand how you felt, right? Because like Mm -hmm. you would just hear people tell you, oh, it's not going to work. You got to be this. You got to be that. You got to be smart. You got to be, you know, some, uh, you know, computer science guy. You got to have a degree or a master's. And uh, I really wish I I talked to other people because uh, you really don't need to be smart, to be in this field. It's, it's just a more, if you have like a, a drive for it, then you'll get mm-hmm. into it. Uh, yeah, man, I'm sorry I went through that. That sucks, but I'm really glad yeah. you overcame it. And that's really, yeah. and, you know, I'll look more into code fever later on because that, that, I'll look into more of that organization. Yeah. Um, in rush, in retrospect, what direction do you think the industry is moving forward in? Like in terms of like, web development, where do you think it's going? Yeah, so I think it's going in the direction of what's useful for people as far as not just like, okay, making these little fun apps and, you know, music and and whatever little trendy thing, but it's going in the way of like transforming the surrounding society, like civic stuff because there is an organization that I did join called um, Code for South Florida. And there's a group of people who kind of get together in the tech industry and they kind of volunteer their time to create apps or technology to solve solutions in their community. So if you you know, are a person who you have a court date and you always forget because you know, sometimes when you have some type of legal issues it's people don't get notifications and then that is you know something they get fined for and if you can't pay that fine then you're going to jail so they talked about creating an app that alerts people okay this is your court date on their phone and then they're able to remember and take time off from work or whatever and be able to go and not get that fine and then not end up in jail for something silly or even people who um are trying to catch the bus and some of the apps that they have are not reliable, how to improve that so that people see, oh, the bus is nearby and, and I need to be here at this time. So things like that, that will help the everyday person that they may not have access to, to um, improve their lives and not, you know, just make it like, oh, let me make a, no, another social media app for someone to waste their time, but something to make that's useful. And, um, I think it's also important to help people realize that you don't, because there are people of all backgrounds in those in Code for uh, South Florida group. So you don't have to, like you were saying earlier, yeah, you know, it helps to be interested in in it. Um, And yes, I I think anybody is, is smart, but like you don't have to be someone who was taking apart you know, your oven or, or your microwave or a computer when you were five and putting it back together. You can be someone who, you know, you may not like to code, but you want to oversee projects or you just want to be the person who makes presentations or, or whatever. So everybody is needed somehow in, in the tech field and it's going in the direction of solving civic problems and also 
you know, I guess being empathetic towards people and ethical because with AI now, that's a huge issue where it's like, is AI actually helping people or hurting people, especially with the facial recognition things? There are all sorts of things that people have to consider before they take technology to the furthest point. So definitely ethics and, you know, civic um, resolutions is what I see. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And I guess lastly, uh, with all the things you learned and through all the experiences you've had, there's a lot of things up here where you got a lot of mixed up advice and you got a lot of things yeah. you've learned. And what mm -hmm. is the one thing you tell yourself to push yourself through any problem and to cut through all the noise? I tell myself that um, people before me push through in worse circumstances. People of all backgrounds all over the world have been through circumstances where people are like, oh, you can't come out of that. And they still did it. So surely I can be able to do this, you know? So any, if you've been in a country with a dictatorship, people still got up and, and you know, lived their daily lives and tried to push through. Um, people who've been through, um, enslavement you know they didn't sit there and were like oh well we're enslaved and I guess that's it they kept pushing through so I'm like if someone could do that and you know that's a part of everyone's history that's a part of my history surely I can get through this and, and push through this that's beautiful beautifully mm -hmm. said yes and uh I I think a lot of people should follow that as well. We, our ancestors have been through much worse than what we're doing right now. I can tell right. you that. So uh, uh, I guess lastly, do you want to promote any any of your work or anything you want to plug in? Anybody you want, want to talk about? Okay, so I am, I have a newfound appreciation for social media um, as a tool to like tell your story. So I have my little Instagram that I have set up, um, Tony Talks Tech. And of course, I'm not just going to be talking about tech, but I kind of just want to get in the habit of like talking about my job, talking about my transition, um, because I noticed that like even just a, a mention of me making a transition from teaching to um, tech, a lot of people or I've heard from some women who reach out to me like on on LinkedIn or like I mentioned it once on Instagram and a, a friend reached out to me and she's like, okay, I thought you were teaching like, how did you do this and so I really enjoy telling people that not because I want to shove it down people's throat like you have to do tech but just you know if you're interested just try it out and see and you may like it and it's a field that's always growing so yeah I have my little um Instagram and I have a blog attached to it also called Tony Talks Tech and you know I expect especially in the new year to be more consistent with it and actually like add to it and so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes. I, I feel hopeful for once about like social media. So I'm trying to definitely make use of it. All right. Well, definitely I'm going to send our users to it and I'm going to plug it in on the description below. Thank mm -hmm. you so much, Tony. I really appreciate your time. Of course. Thank you so much. All right.